It's time for another episode of A Frank Conversation. I thank you for hanging out with me today, and I finally caught up with the Jenna Bourne. Oh my goodness, we've been like trains passing in the night. We have, yes. we have, but I've been, I listened to every episode, so I'm excited to finally be on one. Oh my goodness, all your feedback has been helpful, um, but there's a reason why we've been going in opposite directions. You know, you've got your, you've got your YouTube special, What's Brewing, and this one right here has kept you extremely busy to the tune of like the last 10 months 10 or so. 10 months, yeah. We've been looking into this since uh, a man named Ehab Gonaim right. was first, was arrested uh, back in August of 2021. Now, Gonaim was a youth program volunteer mm -hmm. at the Islamic Society of the Tampa Bay area. And it made headlines when he was arrested, accused of drugging and sexually abusing boys. Um, and up to seven. Now we know now that there are at least seven who have come forward to police. Uh, at the time, there were only four charges. Um, and, you know, the police had told us a smaller number of victims at first. We have since learned that more have come forward. Mm. And we know of at least seven just here in our area. Something people at home may not be well aware of. Clearly they know that you conduct these interviews, you're in all the video because you're there. You're in the midst of all the chaos that's happening. But then you have to relive those moments. We were talking offline here about the fact that you had to listen to this sound and this was extremely poignant. Yeah, and, and I'll be honest with you, Frank, there, there were times when um, I didn't want to do it. There were right. times when, you know, reading through, I would start reading through um, a police report and I would have to walk away and put it down. Um, that heavy. It, it is. Um, the, the details of what happened to these boys are just, what, the, what these boys say happened to them, it's just heartbreaking um, and very disturbing. Um, and hearing things like, Phone, a phone call mm. um, that Pinellas Park right. Police recorded between uh, the accused molester sure. and one of his alleged victims, um, it was hard to get through. This, this teen boy is accusing him over the phone, saying what, what he says happened to him, and, and just hearing Ehab Gonim laugh. There was laughter. I heard laughing the laughter. at him through these accusations. It was, it was tough to get through, and we felt that people needed to hear that. Did you have to take a step back for some period of time aside from just setting the police report, not to minimize it as just dropping the police report for a few minutes, but did you, did you have to decompress for a while before you returned to this report yourself? Yeah, I mean, at the end of the day, I'm a human. Right? Journalists are humans and we spend our days steeped in often these horrible stories, especially as an investigative reporter. There are never happy stories <laughs> as an investigative reporter. Every day you're looking into some, some kind of alleged wrongdoing. And, um, you know, as a human, reading about these accusations, um, it, it's hard. It, it can be difficult to get through. And, you know, you, you try to just, to just take breaks. And, um, you know, some, sometimes you need to walk away and come back to it. But at the end of the day, there are people who claim they actually lived this. And it's for them. Um, and being able to expose, you know, 
the injustices that they say they suffered, that's what makes it worth it. That's what makes going through those police reports and those recordings, um, that's what makes it all worth doing. The individual who's accused of these actions, how did he gain access to these young men? So some of them say that they met him through the Islamic Society of the Tampa Bay area, where he was a youth program volunteer. Right. Um, one of the boys who has come forward to police is his nephew. And that uh, alleged abuse happened before Ehab Gonaim was a, a volunteer at that mosque. Here in Florida? In Tampa, correct. Right, and I'm asking that because your report takes us back to New Jersey. That's correct, yeah. We, and that, that's what we found is that in 2017 right. and again in 2020, we found evidence that a member of the mosque came to the administrator there at the Islamic Society of the Tampa Bay area um, because he had heard reports of accusations that Ehab Gonaim had improper contact with boys in another state, and that state is New Jersey, specifically Monmouth County, New Jersey. And there, was, there were allegations of, of drugging the boys involved as well. Every single boy had the same story who came forward to police. They all had the same story. The they same all, story. They all said that Ehab Gonaim would give them pills and that when they were asleep, they would give him pills. He would, they claimed that he would give them pills before bed. Right. And that when he thought they were asleep, he would get into bed with them and he would touch them inappropriately while he thought they were sleeping. He would give me these sleeping pills and I would have crazy dreams. But I specifically remember him sneaking into my bed and jerking me off. And then in the morning, I'm 14. You know, that's my, like, he stole my purity. Some of those stories that you received, I, I know, you said that this was extremely difficult to hear. But if you're to share anything that was in your report, what can you share with us? About what the boys accuse him of? What they're alleging. Yeah, I mean, they're, they're alleging that he touched them inappropriately, um, that during sleepovers at his home in Pinellas Park, and that during overnight trips to uh, things like Islamic youth conventions, where they would stay in hotels, they would right. be out of town, their parents aren't around, um, that he would get in bed with them and he would touch them. So the question that many parents out there follow up with is, to anybody in control of a situation, authoritarian, would you send your child with this individual? You posed that actual question. Well, we found that the administrator at the mosque who had had these concerns brought to him by a member of, of his community, um, both he and the two religious leaders right. there, the imams, according to that administrator, sent their kids with this man, with Ehab Gonaim, out of town. Um, and this is after the administrator had learned of those accusations, um, those reports of accusations of improper contact in another state. Uh, now, the administrator told police that the mosque did not authorize any kind of sleepover right. or overnight activities, right. but it's clear from, but. it's clear from the recording of a in police interview with that same administrator that they all knew it was happening, that they knew that there were these accusations and they knew that he was taking boys overnight 
on trips. So I watched the interview over and over, and I saw the parts in which you are trailing behind with a microphone outside the courthouse. Uh, take us through those exchanges. I mean, because those were interesting. Th there was no dialogue, but... Uh, it was very one-sided. Yeah, there was some change of clothing and, yes. and some behavior that really kind of got my attention there. Mr. Gonian, why did you change clothes in the bathroom? Sir, there's nothing that you have to say about these accusations? Yeah, this was a first for me, Frank. I've been a journalist for 11 years right. now, and I have shown up for what I like to call an unscheduled interview uh -huh. for a lot of people. Never anything like this. This is the first time that anybody has actually done a wardrobe change in the middle of that. Full wardrobe. Yes. Mask and all. And all, yes. So we, we went to court twice to try to hear Ehab Gonaim's side of the story. We also reached out to his attorney to, to try to sit down with him. Obviously, this, this isn't our first choice to sure. just show up places. Sure. We want to genuinely give people the opportunity to sit down with us and explain their side. Um, but when that doesn't happen, in order to give them every opportunity to speak, we do things like show up to court when we know he's gonna be there. Mm -hmm. So we showed up in April for the first time and I followed him out of the courtroom and once we got outside the courthouse, I tried to ask him questions as he walked to his car. He did not answer any of my questions. I came back a month later when he had another court date and this time things went a little differently. He saw me in the courtroom, we get up, we leave the courtroom, he starts bolting down the escalators in the courthouse, I'm bolting down the escalators in the courthouse after him, and he goes into a bathroom. Right. So I think, okay, I mean, I'll you, just wait out here, you right? Can't, clearly, you right. can't. I'm not a full woman there. Exactly. And I wait for him to come out, uh, and I notice somebody walk out, he, who, the, the body shape, Actually, it was the ears. It was the ears that really, that's the only way I recognized him because he had changed out of his suit and mask into completely different clothing, a completely different mask, a hat, and sunglasses. And he walks past me and I see his, his ears. And I've, I've looked at so many images of this man. So that was the giveaway for was you. Was the ears, yeah. His, the, the way that the, his mask was bending his ears in the courtroom um, was similar to the way this other mask was was now bending his ears. I'm like, but it was a new mask. It was a different mask, yeah. And but I was like, is that him? At first, I second guessed myself. I, I was, I, I questioned, am I going after the right person here? Mm -hmm. I saw the key in his hand. I saw the ears. I've looked at so many images of this guy, and 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 so many videos of him. And it's just, it's the way he moves too. So I start following him out, and I start asking him questions. And I tell you what, if, 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 if I have, you know, if, if I wasn't Ehab Gonaim and a reporter is following me and asking me questions about sexual abuse, I certainly would not be staying silent. And, you know, I would be like, who, who are you? What are you talking about? You've got the wrong person. So that was another clue that it was the right guy. Ultimately, after I asked him all the questions, he got into the same car that Ehab Gonaim got into the mm -hmm. previous month. So mm -hmm. we know it was the right person. Um, and another thing that I want to share about that second, um, that that second exchange, yeah. exchange is you, you'll hear, when, when you see the story, you'll hear that I ask him a certain question twice. Which was? 
did you molest your nephew? Your nephew says that you molested him. Do you have anything to say about that? And the reason I asked him that question twice is that as far as I can tell, Ehab Gonaim believes that no one knows about that accusation. And so I'm bringing this question to him for the first time. And so I thought it was important to ask a second time in order to, you know, the first time might have been a shock. He might not have known what to think of the fact that I was asking it. Right. That's why I asked him a second time yeah. to really give him the opportunity to absorb that this question was even being asked and genuinely have an opportunity to respond. To evoke a response there. And that's not the only interview you were not able to get. You approached the imam. Right. Uh, the administrator at the, the mosque, correct. He handles the administrative kind of business functions of, of the mosque. It's separate from the imams who are the religious leader, the relig religious leaders of the mosque. I uh, reached out to the administrator at the Islamic Society of the Tampa Bay area because he is the one speaking to police and, and telling police that he is the one who um, was on the receiving end of these concerns right. years ago. Um, these red flags that were brought to him. And he's the one who took it on himself to look into those concerns. Um, he reached out to people who knew Ehab Gonaim from his time in New Jersey and asked their opinion. Uh, he reached out to people who had um, said that they had heard accusations about Ehab Gonaim potentially having improper contact with boys there, and he spoke to them himself. Mm -hmm. He ran a background check on him, which came back clean. There are no charges of sexual abuse from another state uh, or anywhere prior to um, these Florida charges. And, um, and so he seemed like the guy to talk to. Sure because he's also the one who made the decision after doing what he felt like was vetting Ehab Gonaim to allow him to continue to have access to children, to allow him to continue to volunteer with the youth program at that mosque. Mm -hmm. And so um, you asked the nephew, what was with the abrupt stay mm -hmm. he, at the family's home? Correct, he, correct, he thought yeah. that was a bit interesting as well. So Ehab Gonaim, according to his nephew, abruptly left New Jersey right. and said, I'm going to come live with, with, I want to be by my brother, I want to be by my family uh, in the Tampa Bay area. I'm moving here. I'm moving in with you guys. Just like that. It, according to the nephew, it seemed very abrupt, very out of nowhere, and there wasn't much more of an explanation as to why Ehab Gonaim left New Jersey and came to Florida. That, that, uh, the way you encapsulated 11 minutes into 10 months, my goodness. But often, as we're doing these stories, there's a lot that we could not squeeze into the story because of time constraints or whatever the case may have been. What was that for you? Oh, that's a good question. Um, you know, there is so much more to that nephew's story. We had, uh, if you haven't seen the story yet, there is a, a um, you know, anybody who's listening to this or watching this, there's a, Ehab Gonaim's nephew speaks to us about the alleged sex, sex abuse that happened, he says happened to him. And we spoke for an hour. And that's just a small part of the story. So I actually did do um, an extended cut of that interview that you can see uh, on 10tampabay.com. Right. Um, if you want to learn more about, more context, more about the accusations, more about the circumstances surrounding that whole thing, 
Um, and so I'm, I'm grateful that I was able that, you know, this digital age allows us to really if people want more information, we can give it to them. You don't have to stop the tape. That's with right. The internet, That's right. right. <laughs> <laughs> You're not burning out batteries and everything. So, Jenna, um, there's more. There's a, there's a criminal court case that is pending, correct? Correct, yes. He is scheduled to go to trial. Mm -hmm. There is a civil suit as well um, against Ehab Ghanem, against the Islamic Society of the Tampa Bay area, and its two religious leaders, the imams. Uh, it, that civil suit is alleging negligence, mm. and, and um, it will be interesting to see how all of those turn out. And that nephew, considering the circumstances uh, and all the allegations, how, how is he holding up? I think that he is, he texted me after seeing the story and he seems genuinely pleased to have this information out there in the world. He feels heard, right? He feels listened to? Yes. And I think that that is something that he had not felt for a long time. It's something that he had not spoken about publicly previous to this. I think probably only two family members knew that it happened, mm -hmm. that it, what knew about what he says happened. Um, and I think that um, it's his way of trying to seek justice. Somewhat cathartic, my goodness. Um, and if folks want to catch that, that piece that you put together online, where can they find you again? So you, you've got a couple of options. You yeah. can go to 10 tampabaycom uh, slash 10 investigates. Sure. You can also go to our YouTube channel, The Deeper Dive. Uh -huh. That is home to What's Brewing, my investigative YouTube series. Yeah. Uh, and it's also home to other series, exclusive content that you'll only find there. Absolutely. Well, thank you for your time and your efforts. And thank you all for listening. And until next time, have a good one.